I want to share a scripture with you that Father has been putting on my heart almost every day. I have been praying this, this scripture for you. It's found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 26. Now, I'm going to be reading it from the modern English version translation, but um, it uh, you follow along on your device and whatever version that you use, your favorite version. In that day, this song shall be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. He appoints walls and bulwarks for security. Open the gates that the righteous nation may enter, the ones who remain faithful. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock. Wow. One more time. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock. And it's been my prayer for you each day. And I'm serious when I say this scripture has been on my mind every day. And I've been praying this for you that your trust would remain strong in the Lord, your faith in Him would remain anchored, and that you would keep your mind on Him, that you would not allow the continual news reports and, and fear and anxiety to grip your heart and mind, but that you would keep your mind on the Lord, because there you will find peace. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, you have not been caught by surprise with this pandemic that is that is upon the world. Father, you, you knew these days were coming, and you prepared us for these days. Though we were not aware, there were times you were preparing us and preparing our heart. You were strengthening our faith for us to walk through these days. And Lord, that is my prayer right now in the name of Jesus as as they are listening to this broadcast, that Father God, your heart and your spirit is being communicated to their heart and to their spirit, and their faith is rising up strong, and fear and anxiety is being banished because your presence, your Holy Spirit is strengthening them. Lord, I pray around the world that every cell of this uh, COVID-19 virus, every cell of it, wither and die. And Father God, it would be purged from the earth in the authority of Jesus' name. I am praying that it would be purged from the earth. Lord, I pray that you will especially pour your Holy Spirit upon this, this county, Lord, upon Multnomah County, upon... Father, um, Morrow County, and Father, that, that every person that has been afflicted with this virus, been exposed to this virus, that in Jesus' name, it is purged from their system, and they are walking in health in Jesus' name. 
Lord God, I pray your Holy Spirit would bring comfort and peace to every family that has been bereaved with this virus. Oh, Father, pour your comfort and your peace to them in Jesus' name. Lord, give our, give our governor wisdom as she's leading through this time. I pray that you'd give our president great wisdom, his cabinet great wisdom, Vice President Pence, give him wisdom. Lord, I pray that, that they would lead wisely through this time. And Father, I'm praying in Jesus' name that our economy will not totally fail during this time in Jesus' name. Bring your divine intervention, and I thank you for it, Lord. Oh, Father, that your Holy Spirit would minister strong and mighty right now to every person listening to this broadcast. Pour your Holy Spirit upon them right now in Jesus' holy name. And I thank you, mighty God, and I give you praise, Lord. How I give you praise. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Jesus gave his disciples some of his most important teaching on the journey from the upper room where they had celebrated the Pesach Seder to the Garden of Gethsemane where he was going to be betrayed that night. During that journey, Jesus shared with his disciples some of the most important teaching that he gave anywhere. It's recorded for us in the Gospel of St. John, chapters 14, 15, and 16. A portion of that teaching, Jesus shared an astounding principle when he said this, in this world you will have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I remember I have read this at times and went, really? Really, Jesus? So we're going to go through tribulation. We're going to go through times of great pressure. We're going to go through times when, when we may even feel like we're being crushed to the ground. We're going to go through times when, when we're going to be under great attack. And you're saying to us, be cheerful, be of good cheer. Really? Really? What is Jesus saying, and how is that even possible? Well, the key to understanding what Jesus was saying is found in a couple of places, and we're going to look at that. I want to unpackage this phrase by Jesus. In this world you will have tribulation. Be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And as we unpackage that statement of Jesus, we're, we're going to look at a couple of other places because Jesus actually gave the disciples a living illustration of what he was saying here on this journey to the Garden of Gethsemane where he was going to be betrayed. He gave them an illustration of that early in his public ministry. It was during the time when he had been teaching on the shores of Galilee. 
and the crowd had become so large that Jesus had uh, gotten into a boat and went out a little way so the water would help amplify his voice up to the crowd. And when he got done with that teaching, um, sometime in the afternoon, the crowds had dispersed to go home for their probably their dinner meals. Jesus and the disciples remained there alone. And Jesus took a little bit more time with his disciples to give them an in-depth explanation of the things that he had already been teaching the crowd. This is recorded for us in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4. And uh, when Jesus had finished his instructions with the disciples, being really exhausted, needing to go to the east shore of the Sea of Galilee, they got into the boat and they began to journey from where they were at to the east shore of the Galilee, the region that we would know today as the Golan. The Golan Heights go upward from that eastern shore of the Sea of Galilee. On that journey, Jesus, being exhausted from his day of ministry and teaching, had uh, laid down and gone to sleep. And as they're making the journey over towards the eastern shore, a storm comes up. Now, there is a reason the Sea of Galilee is called the Sea. Even though it is not an excessively large body of water, when storms come onto the Sea of Galilee, it is like a storm on the ocean. And as they're going across, the, uh, and I want to remind you that these, some of these men were very experienced uh, on those waters. They had fished those waters all of their life. I'm talking about Peter and Andrew, the, the, the sons of uh, Jonah, and uh, James and John, the sons of Zebedee. They, they were experienced, experienced men on those waters. But as this storm came up, it became so severe that the waves were, were crashing over into the boat, and the boat was actually filling with water. They were fearful that the boat was going to sink. They were going to drown. And they went back to Jesus, and they shook him awake and said, Jesus, don't, don't you care that we are about to perish. And Jesus uh, woke up, stood up, commanded the wind to be still, and commanded the waves to calm. And it happened immediately. The wind calmed, the waves laid down, and the disciples were stunned. And they looked at one another and asked themselves, who is this man? Who is this man that has this kind of authority that nature obeys him? And Jesus was illustrating for his disciples and he was illustrating for you and me that we will have storms in this life. But when we have Jesus in the boat, he has all authority over the storms of life. And he will calm those storms 
if we allow Him to be active in our life. And I think it's very, very important for you and I to understand that storms in our life are normal. That's normal. We're going to have storms in our life. That's normal. That's normal stuff. Being of good cheer in the midst of the storm, that's abnormal. But the lesson that Jesus is giving to us here in, in this experience, this isn't a story that Jesus was giving. This was an actual experience that he went through with his disciples. And I believe when Jesus got out into the boat with his disciples and he went to sleep, he knew the storm was coming. That was, it didn't catch him by surprise. Remember, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He knew the storm was coming. It didn't surprise him. The only ones in the boat surprised were the disciples themselves. And so the lesson given by Jesus in that experience, storms will come into your life. That's normal. And there will be storms so severe in your life that at times you will feel like you are sinking and you are about to drown. But when you have Jesus in the boat, when you have Jesus in your life, He is the Master and He has all authority over that storm in your life. See, it's honest. The, 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 root, the root fear in every human's life is the fear of the loss of their life. That, that's the root fear in every man, woman, and teenager. There's the fear of losing your life. And yet, when we will humble ourselves before the Lord Jesus Christ, and we will ask Him to come live in our life, if we will let Him be the Lord of our life, if we will surrender to Him all authority and power in our life so that we are following Him, He will be the Master. And as the Master, He already has all authority over death, hell, and the grave. Because he's already conquered death, hell, and the grave. And that's why the Apostle Paul wrote these words. He said, Oh, uh, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, oh, grave, where is your victory? But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ has already conquered death, hell, and the grave, when he lives in our life, then we have already conquered death, hell, and the grave. And death has no power over us. And so there's no fear. That root fear in our life 
can be conquered through the full assurance that Jesus Christ is living in your life. Wow, what an amazing, amazing promise. So, so Jesus, on this journey that night after the Pesach Seder, after they'd eaten Passover, they're on their way to Gethsemane, and in that journey, Jesus says these words to them, referring to everything that had happened that night in Passover, all that he had said to them. He said, I've said these things to you that you may have peace. Peace. Tranquility. Hmm. And then he goes on to say, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Wow. Wow. No one... No one, no one has to be diligent about experiencing tribulation. We don't, we don't have to work at that. that. That just comes. Financial reversals, conflict on the job, conflict in our marriages, struggle with our kiddos, struggle with ourselves. Uh, this this COVID-19. Uh, I don't think one person that's listening to me right now, I don't think one month ago you had any thoughts about the kind of, of, of self-quarantine and the, the, the limited activities, the, the fear, the thoughts that there, there, there's going to there's gonna be there's going to come a time when we're going to see in the nation of Italy four to six hundred deaths a day. I don't think any of us had that in our mind. And yet, here we are. You see, you don't have to struggle. You don't have to struggle. Because tribulation is normal. We just go through trials. That's just, that's just life. We go through trials, and from the time you've been born till right this moment, you have, you have gone through trials. The question isn't will you, the question is only how many, how often, and how big. But we will go through trials. That's normal, normal living. Abnormal living is being cheerful. The ability to be cheerful, the ability to have tranquility in the midst of the trial. The ability to learn how to be positive in a negative world. The, the ability to be, con to be content in a world that is totally discontent. Uh, the ability to be thankful and to be filled with praise in the midst of a world that is full of negative press, negative media, and complaint. The ability to live with a peace of mind, a peace of emotions, a peace in your volition, in the midst of a world that is absolutely hopeless and going crazy. How do you... How do you live cheerfully? How do you live with divine peace? When Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation, 
be of good cheer. He he wasn't he wasn't speaking hyperbole. He meant what he was saying. We really can do that. And the reason we can do that is because he's already overcome the world. He's already conquered. And he has all authority. He has all power. And he says to you and I, if I'm in your life, you can live with this kind of tranquility. <laughs> See, living with that kind of peace and contentment is absolutely, totally weird and abnormal in this world. I remember I was in Starbucks, this is some months ago, and uh, many people believe Starbucks is my second office. And I was there one day, and, and the folks there, of course, they know me, they call me by name when I walk in, and they said to me, are you always happy? And I said, well, I try to be. I, I work hard at that. See, being cheerful in this world doesn't just happen. You have that in your life because you have been diligent to nurture that and you have built those things in your thought processes, in your reasoning, in your opinions, in your philosophy, in your decision making, in your, in your value system, in your world view. You have developed those things that maintain that within you so that when tribulation does come, and it will come, but you have those resources so that you can adjust your thinking. You, 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 you have learned to take responsibility over your thought processes so that they don't stay negative. And you have learned to control your emotions so that that fear, that angst, that worry that comes with that tribulation, while it's there initially, that's not what motivates your life and motivates your decision making, but rather those, those principles, those precepts that you've built in your life. And so then, through your volition, you take control of those emotions and in the midst of that tribulation, that doesn't, that doesn't, very, very rarely does that change the tribulation initially. It's just there. You've got news of, of uh, uh, a very poor health diagnosis or a financial reversal or someone is, has attacked you or, or uh, you know, just the, the kind of stuff that's been going on in the last weeks. And so, and so what makes that all possible that we can do that? Well, over the next few Sundays, we're going to look at how to build that kind of ability in your life so that tribulation does not determine your decision-making, tribulation does not define your emotions, tribulation does not define your life but rather who is in the boat with you makes that determination. And your ability to live through these times with an authentic, genuine peace and a cheerfulness 
be of good cheer. And the first thing it does is there's a, we need to understand there is a direct ratio between the amount of peace that you have in your life and the amount of influence Jesus Christ has in your life. There's a direct ratio between those two things. Think on that for a moment. There is a direct ratio between the amount of peace that is in your life and the amount of influence Jesus Christ has in your life. Remember what he said to the disciples in the boat when they woke him up? He said, why are you so fearful? Why do you not have any faith? Those two things. Why are you so fearful and why do you not have any faith? Now in your life, the amount of fear, the amount of anxiety, the amount of worry, the amount of drama that you're living in in your life is in direct ratio to the amount of faith that you have in the Lord Jesus Christ. The amount of faith that you have in the Lord Jesus Christ determines the amount of influence that he has in your life. So it works like this. If you have very little faith, uh, you may believe there is a God, you may believe that, yeah, I believe, I believe Jesus Christ lived on the earth, but he doesn't really, he doesn't really uh, have an influence and have a place in your life, then there's going to be zero amount of Jesus peace in your life. You may find, you may, you, you may self-medicate through alcohol, through through your, your hobbies, through your recreation. You may, you may self-medicate through escaping through movies or video games or otherwise. But true, authentic peace is not there. It's absent because Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. He's the source of peace. And so when there's no influence in your life, then there's, there's none of his peace operating there. On the other hand, you may go, well, I believe in Jesus, and uh, yeah, I believe the Bible's God's word, and, and I, I periodically go to church, and so yeah, yeah, you know. And so there's a little influence of Jesus, and you're going to have a little measure of peace. But on the other hand, when you have made a full surrender of your life to Jesus Christ, you've humbled yourself to him, You've acknowledged to him, I know I have sinned. I know I'm a sinner. Jesus, this isn't the way I want to live. I'm asking you to forgive my sin. Come live in my life. And I'm asking you to take charge of my life. I surrender my will, my volition to you. And I let you be master of my life. Now you have the Prince of Peace the master over all things, the one that has all authority 
over the storms, he now has all authority over your life. And when tribulation comes, the master gives you the ability to live in perfect peace in the midst of that storm. And to know when Jesus is in the boat, the boat cannot sink. When Jesus is head of my life, I will win every time. Tribulations will come. Tribulations are normal. But I'm going to have the Prince of Peace in my life. And I will be able to live peacefully and with cheer in the middle of the tribulation. These things I've spoken unto you that you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And dear ones, when Jesus Christ is the one in authority in your life, even in the midst of COVID-19, you can be cheerful and you can live with perfect peace when Jesus is the life source within you and the major influence in your life. We're going to learn over the coming weeks how to, how to do that, how to access that. And I, I pray right now for you that the Prince of Peace is Lord of your life. And if you have never received the Prince of Peace as Lord of your life, may I encourage you, after you shut this off, to spend some time talking to Jesus. Just as you would talk to a friend. Talk to Jesus and ask Him to come into your life and be Lord of your life. And if you do that, would you... Would you post me a message on Messenger and let me know? And I pray each of you the blessings of God. Those of you that are regular attenders at Living Faith Church or those of you that, that maybe are worshiping with us at Living Faith Church right now for the first time, would you post uh, a note uh, on this broadcast and let me know? Would you click like and Post a note to me that you joined us in worship today for the first time. That would be awesome. I look forward to joining you again next week. Let's close in prayer together. Heavenly Father, you know each person that has been listening to this broadcast, that's listening right this moment, and you know their heart. And Jesus, I pray that you would make yourself real to them, and that the power of your grace would touch their heart and life in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you, mighty God. Holy Spirit, bring perfect peace to hearts and lives. And Lord Jesus, for that one that's maybe been walking casually with you, or that one maybe that has never, never walked with you, but they're searching right now, they're looking. Lord Jesus, as they're talking to you right now, would you hear their prayer? And would you give them faith? And Jesus, would you come into their heart and life in Jesus' mighty name? And that one, Lord, that's been walking with you, but their heart's been filled with angst and fear, would you bring peace to their storm right now in Jesus' name? Oh, and I give you praise, mighty God. Amen. 
God bless you. It's been great to worship with you. I look forward to joining you next Sunday. God bless you.